All right, welcome guys to another episode of the Coakley Kitchen with Mac and Coke. I'm Mac. And I'm Coke. And today we are talking about a Mac special. Yeah, today we are talking about my dad's chicken and walnuts. Technically, it was my grandpa's first, um, but keep listening and you'll hear the full story about that. But we are making Bob's chicken and walnuts. Indeed we are. And usually we would start with the history of the dish, but we have a surprise for you guys at the end. Uh, so stay tuned for that. So we are going to hop right into the nutritional value of the main ingredients in a segment we like to call Nutri-Knowledge. Chris came up with that yesterday. I did. <laughs> um, so let's start with the main ingredient, arguably, of the dish, and that's chicken. So perhaps there's no more popular and affordable of a protein source than chicken. We find ourselves buying it often, and for good reason. It's an excellent lean protein packed full of vitamins and minerals. Now, I can go over some nutrients that I've gone over in recent episodes, but during my research, I had to ask myself, what is a lean protein, and why is it good? Why is it good? Does it lean on you? Can you lean on it for support? You know what? That second one actually makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, protein is a nutrient, but it's what's known as a macronutrient, meaning that the body needs a large amount of it. It's one of those things you need to intake daily, as unlike fat and carbohydrates, uh, your body has no way of storing protein for when it's running low. So it's essential to the body's ability to repair tissue, build muscle, as well as cell maintenance, hormone function, and enzymatic reactions. A lean protein is simply a protein with a lower fat content than traditional protein. Uh, by USDA definition, a lean protein is one that has less than 10 grams of total fat, about 4.5 grams or less of from saturated fat, and fewer than 95 milligrams of cholesterol in a 3.5 ounce serving. Another way to define lean protein is a protein source that has 2 to 3 grams of fat per ounce, and it also has less calories. So why is lean protein good? Well, it depends on your dietary needs. Less fat and less nutrients means slightly less benefits, but it still helps your body function the way regular protein does. Interesting. Yeah. So tell me about the other part of this recipe, the walnuts. So walnuts are kind of the opposite of chicken in terms of the fat and protein content, as it's mostly fat, about 65%. Really? Yeah. And only about 15% protein. Huh. I guess I knew that nuts in general are a little bit more fatty, but I didn't know it was that much more. Well, yeah, m most of the calories in the walnuts come from the fat, which makes this an energy-dense, high-calorie food. So you have to ask yourself, how are walnuts good for you if they're high in fat? Is it, like, good fat? That's a thing, right? Sort of. For starters, walnuts are rich in antioxidants. In fact, they have the highest antioxidant content of all the common nuts, which include almonds, pistachios, and cashews, among others. Most of the antioxidant activity comes from the skin of the walnut, which includes vitamin E, melatonin, and plant compounds called polyphenols, which can help keep LDL or bad cholesterol levels down. Ooh, and we talked about that stuff on our salmon episode. Yeah. So, huh. you, so you, you were onto something. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so walnuts are also a significant source of omega-3 fat which in moderation can help reduce the risk of heart disease, which we also talked about in our salmon episode. Yeah. So be sure to check out episode two on death row salmon, where we talk a bit more in depth about omega-3s, of which salmon is an excellent source. Walnuts can also promote a healthier gut by supporting good bacteria, reduce the risk of various forms of cancer, and support weight control, as the high calorie content can make you feel full with just a small portion. And I think that's the thing for a lot of nuts, because isn't that why like a scoop of peanut butter before you work out is good if you're like a little hungry but don't want to overeat you just have a scoop of peanut butter yeah like a handful of nuts before a workout is is good yeah that's something like my dad would preach before like going to the gym is like before you work out Mm -hmm. just have like a handful of nuts yeah and that's like bringing trail mix on a hike yeah like yeah yeah so um now a little bit of history so um, we have to come up with a catchy title for our history section. Yeah. Now that you came up with Nutra Knowledge. Yeah. So, this chicken and walnuts recipe also contains peppers, ginger, green onions, and a soy sauce-based concoction, which effectively makes it a stir-fry. It's also meant to be cooked in a wok, even though if you watch today's episode on YouTube, you'll see we used a normal frying pan, and that seemed to work fine. So why use a wok in the first place? Well... Let's go back a few years, say 2,500 years, maybe. So scholars believe that the first woks were used during the Han Dynasty between 206 BC and 220 AD, but not for cooking, for drying grain. Oh, like rice? Yeah, yeah. Uh, But it wasn't until around the 14th century during the Ming Dynasty between 1368 and 1644 that woks were modernized and redesigned for cooking in hot oil. Some of the benefits of using a wok over a traditional frying pan are that it distributes heat more evenly, requires less oil, and ensures that food tossed during stir-fry lands back in the pan and not on the stove due to its bowl-like design. Interesting. Yeah, because if you always watch people cook with a wok, they like... Yeah. Like... You guys can't see me right now. I'm like making the motion of they like toss the stir fry. Yeah. Or like whatever is in the wok. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, So that's really cool. Next time we do this, we should use a wok. Yeah, we need to buy a wok. Yeah. If anyone wants to buy us a wok. (laughs) Our inventory is expanding. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that was just a brief history of kind of the equipment used in this recipe which we've never done that before we haven't it was a nice um change from talking about the history of the recipe which we don't actually have the full extent of but we know somebody who does yeah so for our special little surprise that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode um we actually called my dad and recorded a little interview with him so he told us about the history of the recipe where like where he first came across it and um he talks about his dad for a little bit and just some little secrets that he has about the recipe and what he did to make it bob's chicken and walnuts so we hope you enjoy that yeah so without further ado bob mcnamara I think when I was in college or maybe even before my parents got an electric walk. I mean, I can answer this later if you want. 
what I think got an electric walk and he, you know, it, it might've come with like a recipe, a little recipe book, mm-hmm. you know, a little paperback thing. And I think he started it from there and he always stuck to it. But then I, I don't know about college, but after college, I remember I'd be visiting mom when she lived in like Lancaster area. Mm-hmm. And one day she had a work and I was home at her place and I made it for like, you know, when she got home or something. So, uh, you know, so this thing, you know, we've been making this thing for 40 some years. So. Wow. Um, and then you kind of just took it and adapted it into your own, just like over the yeah, last then- yeah, then we started playing around with it, adding, uh, instead of just green peppers, we added in different colored uh, peppers. My daughter taught me the difference between regular onions and scallions, that they're still green onions. Uh, you used to, we used to just do white rice and throw that on the top after the meal. Then we started mixing it right in with the meal. So we just started playing around with it. But the chicken, the walnuts, and the sauce, you know, the main sauce that goes in it has been the same for uh, 40-some years. Wow. Man, so it goes way, way, way back. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I was in college or maybe a little bit before that that he started doing it. Yeah, nice. Um, Do you have, like, one time that you can remember that it was extra amazing or like whenever you realize like, oh, I've like perfected the sauce or anything like that? Well, at your place in Marlboro that time, I thought it was incredible. That was about the best that we had ever had, I think. And I think since then we've done a few back here where it hasn't even been quite as spicy. We cut back on the uh, crushed red pepper a little bit and it was still really good. So the last few times, you know, I think we've really been uh, hitting it. But this was the meal, like, you know, even before you guys, when we would have a couple over for the first time or something, mm-hmm. this was the meal that we would make to really impress them. So. Nice. That's a good idea. We should make it for other people. Just have, like, a go-to meal for Yeah, people for when, when people they, come over. Yeah. Yeah. But, all right. You know, John and Mary Beth were over one time, you know, a few years ago, and and I was going to cook something, and you know, I guess, you know, they're not used to me cooking. They're like, oh, are we going to have the chicken and walnuts? And it's like, <laughs> well, no. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, is it mostly you from your family who cooks it now? Or do like Uncle Tom or Aunt Sue or Aunt Cindy, do any of them make it? I don't hear of anyone else really cooking it that much. They all remember it. And, you know, and we've talked about it, but I, I think it's mostly just uh, me. So it's mostly just like a Bob McNamara thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, it, and it's really a lot, or not, I can't say it's a lot different, but it is different than, uh, you know, when my dad, you know, used to make it because he used to get the vegetables really like soft and, and soggy. We don't, you know, we just sort of, you know, make sure they're hot and a little bit crunchy. Uh, you know, he used to just do green peppers, you know, we mix them in. So, you know, we've uh, made, you know, we changed the spiciness factor, you know, probably a little bit more than he did. Uh, the way we do the rice is different, probably have a different kind of wine that he did, the wine that we have, that we drink with it. You know, I really like the, like the Sauvignon Blanc that has just a, you know, a little bit of sweetness to it to offset the, uh, uh, the, the spiciness of the, of the dinner. Yeah. We used, I think, Pinot Grigio when we made it. But when, have you always just used like Sauv Blanc or a white wine or have you ever used the the dry cooking sherry that's in like the original recipe? 
Well, the you put in a uh, a tablespoon or so of the cooking sherry. So that I mean, I guess you could go Pinot Grigio or something, or just go something basic on that. You know, either a cooking wine or or a wine would be better. But but I mean, to have a glass of wine with the meal, we would always do like a Sauvignon Blanc thing, just because it a little bit of that sweetness really offsets the. Uh, spiciness of the meal so that's something that that i've been doing for you know uh, for years i can't remember what my dad would do but uh we always did a you know not really a chardonnay because that can be you know sometimes a little too buttery or thick sometimes but uh the sauvignon blanc uh you know i, I always like to have with it you know just a you know a little bit sweeter but not as heavy and you know not as buttery and everything huh I didn't even think, I was thinking of like the wine that you put into it, like in the recipe. Oh, okay. I, yeah, that, that we would just use a, a cooking wine from the grocery store, but some people say, yeah, don't use that, you know, just find a, you know, a nice bottle of wine to use or something, you know, and use a little bit of that. But. Yeah, because that's what you told me when I was texting you about it when we were cooking, because um, I wasn't sure where to find like a dry, like a cooking sherry. Right. Um, and you had mentioned like if you already have white wine which we always do then you could just use that right. so yeah. Okay. yeah and i think i told you like a dry white i honestly can't remember what cooking sherry tastes like if it's sweet or not yeah. uh so you know you could you know play around with it. it probably doesn't matter that much but you could play around with that so, but you know some people are like oh god don't buy you know, grocery store cooking wine for this, you know, you, you know, never do that for anything. Uh, use, uh, you know, a real, you know, wine in your uh, food. Yeah. Nice. I'm trying to, did you have any questions about this? Do you, do you think it tastes better on its own or does it need to have like rice or maybe something else along with it? We used to do just white rice and would cook that separately and then, you know, either have it on the side or put the rice down first and then the meal on top. But then a few years ago, we started doing you know, a brown rice or, or just mixing the, the, uh, the rice right in at the end. And, and just the way it coats it and everything, you know, you put it in that big pot, and you can stir it up and everything. I think it does a better job of coating the rice and everything. So that's, you know, we do that all the time lately. Uh, just because, you know, I think it tastes better like that. You know, it depends on how much you like, you know, do you have brown rice? Uh, uh, I mean, you can certainly certainly throw the white rice in too, but it just depends yeah. on how much you like rice. And Yeah, I think I always associate white rice with it because that's what we used to do all the time growing up was white right. rice. Yeah, we did that forever. And then just a few years ago, we started doing some brown rice. And then... Uh, then lately, you know, I think mom made the recommendation to just start throwing uh, uh, the rice, at, you know, at the very end. You know, you cook the rice, but then you just, you know, mix it in at the very end when everything is already hot. And yeah, because the sauce just soaks up. Yeah, when the rice, sauce right? soaks into it, I'm sure it's probably yeah. just... Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you don't quite get that effect, you know, putting the rice down first on the plate and then everything on top of it or having the rice at the side or anything. And then I noticed you guys, every now and then we would, and I think you guys did one time, uh, like snow peas, to put those on at the end. Those, what we try and do is throw them at the pot at the very end. And you don't want to cook them. You just want to heat, you know, make them hot. So just, you know, make sure they heat up a bit, but you really don't have to worry about cooking them or anything. But that's always a nice thing to throw on too. Yeah, we did that for our recipe. We added in the snow peas, but I noticed it was in the little optional box 
and the recipe that mom oh, okay. out for us. Yeah. 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 Was that in the original recipe or was that kind of implemented later on? That, that was not in the original one. We did that later on just because from going to Chinese restaurants a lot, a lot of uh, restaurants would do that, you know, throw them in on top of, you know, something that you were having. Yeah. yeah. And what we never really did either was, uh, you know, some restaurants at least had a similar dish, but they'll do, you know, like cashews or peanuts instead of walnuts. So you can always play around with something like that too. We haven't, but, you know, I think it would be pretty good. Yeah. I know Dan and I have done like a peanut noodle stir fry before. Um, but I don't know. I just like the walnuts and how they get all like brown and like they're almost like candied. Right, um, right. That's like what I think yeah. of them as is candied, and they were like perfect whenever we made them. Like they looked like they were burnt, but it was just like the perfect mixture with like the sauce and everything. Yeah, I've never really had them where they tasted like they were burnt. You know, sometimes I've been like, oh man, I left those on too long because you know you just don't see them changing color in front of you. Yeah. But I've never really uh, had them once where it tastes like tasted like we overdid them or anything. You yeah. don't want to overdo them, but you really have a lot of leeway with that. Yeah. It seems like besides the sauce and the chicken, there's a good amount of flexibility with this dish. Um, like I, wasn't even, I know it's called chicken and walnuts, but I wasn't even thinking about maybe experimenting with other types of nuts and seeing what that might do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and walnuts too, like you were saying, they get that, you know, candied uh, type flavor. Uh, the walnuts seem to soak up some of that sauce. I don't know if other... You know, I just haven't tried it with other nuts, so I don't know if it would. But yeah, the walnuts do. Uh, I mean, that was you know part of the original recipe. Yeah. Uh, we just haven't played. It just works so well. We haven't played around with it that much. And Mom's made a lot of recommendations. I mean, it's always like my meal, so I always cook it. But you know, she's the one that came up with the rice, and she's the one that started uh, getting better or, or different peppers for it, you know, besides the green and everything. And, you know, wants to play around with the saw, you know, sometimes we'll have people coming over that, you know, just don't like spicy food. So I'll cut yeah. back on the, uh, the crushed red pepper or something. So, you know, I think I remember when we didn't make it with the green pepper or with the other colored peppers. Cause I remember like as a kid, we didn't usually, I mean, we ate veggies, but I feel like we didn't, do a lot of variety and then just like randomly we must have started going to like different restaurants or something and and seen it in other meals and that's when we started eating more of the other colorful peppers because I do vaguely remember that yeah for years and, and my dad only did uh because that's just what the recipe had and he really stuck to it but you know for years we did just green peppers and then we you know just expanded on that a little bit yeah but it looks really cool uh, when well, you guys will probably do that, you know, when you add in orange or red and, and green. It just looks really cool. Yeah, I don't know if mom showed you the picture, but we, here, I can try to show it to you over the video. Yeah, it really adds it's so it's, really, it's so colorful. I don't know if you can see that very well. She did show me, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that looks sort of similar to what we did in Marlboro that time, right? Yeah. A little more orange or red in it even. And I can't remember if we did the snow peas then. Yeah, I don't, uh, I think we didn't have snow peas whenever we made it in Marlboro, but I was really bummed out because we don't have a big pan 
like oh, between no. two and Marlboro because that belonged to Mo- Molly and Carrie. Oh. So, well, no, they had that like huge silver one. It wasn't a wok, but like you could stick it in the oven if you wanted oh, to. Oh, I see. Um, but they, all, they also had a wok. They also had a wok, yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, they had the, do you remember that really big pan and everything right, right. so nicely? But we still filled that sucker up though, right? So, so. Yeah, well, yeah, because we I mean, cooked for we had a few people. five, we, six people. Yeah, we had a few people eating too. Yeah. So that uh, was the four of us plus Molly and Carrie. So yeah, we had six uh, people. So yeah, but even with the two of us, it was what like four meals what yeah. we made. So it was a good dinner and a couple leftovers and mm-hmm. um, yeah. But um, I'm trying to think if there's any other questions that I wanted to ask for the podcast. I don't know. I mean, if you if you. You said you started making it in college. Um, well, my dad did at least, I mean, that's about how old I was. So we're talking late 70s. I remember my dad doing it at least. And I, I started making it soon after that, you know, within a few years after that, at least probably. I never made it when I was at college or in college. I, I probably did it more when I was on my own, you know, once I started, uh, you, know, you know, after college. So Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not, I noticed it's not a very expensive dish. No, it's really just the walnuts that are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But even that you can find just for the recipe itself. You can find a nice. Yeah, it's basic spice. I mean, there's nothing fancy in the spices. Uh, mm-hmm. We would sometimes just use ginger powder if we forgot to pick up ginger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's not that expensive either. So, yeah, there's really nothing in it that, uh, I mean, the most expensive thing will be a, a nice bottle of wine if you get that. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what adding like a sweeter white wine would do to it. I don't know. Maybe not adding it in, but having it as. The drink. I mean, that's what I recommend is the, you know, I don't know about putting it in it, but that's yeah. what I recommend for the drink at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this was always one of those things that the man of the house would cook where, <laughs> you know, they cook three or four times a year and it's a big deal and everyone has to, you know, praise the dad over it and all that. This it was always, this was the dish for that. So, you know, I could take status meals. You know, yeah, yeah. Then I would take the next three months off because I did my chicken and walnuts. <laughs> yeah, like pat yourself on the back. <laughs> yeah. Come back in with the shrimp scampi and then take the yeah. Like, yeah. three months off. Yeah, it's Easter. I'll see you Fourth of July or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for answering our questions. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Right. My pleasure. So. That was my dad for you. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast about chicken and walnuts. Uh, We hope you go check out the YouTube video and learn how to make it. As always, if you do, uh, take a picture of it, send it to us on Instagram, tag us. If you make any of our recipes, do that. We'd love to hear from you. And feel free to slide into our DMs if you have anything you'd like us to cook or just to say hi. You know, these times are tough and we should be talking to each other and checking in with each other. So yeah. Yeah. Shoot us an email at the Coakley kitchen at gmail.com. And we will be back on our regular scheduled schedule. And we'll be back on our regular schedule next week, Saturday, three uh, thirty for the video show and three o'clock for the podcast. Yeah, we will talk to you guys next week. All right. Peace.